What's up, everybody? Welcome back for another episode of Blunt and Coffee. It's your boy, Pat. And it's your boy, Will. What's good? It's Cam. How y'all feeling? Man, we back for another episode. Episode three, man. We here. This is where we are. Uh, crazy, man. We had a great first episode, second episode, and I feel like, man, we just getting better, you know? But I know business is business, but before we get into that, man, I want to check out y'all mentals, man. How was y'all week? Uh, I think it was it was definitely a um a mental week. It was a lot going on, a lot going on um with the election and and people you know, a lot of uncertainty. Yeah. And that kind of trickled down in in every part uh, uh work, uh just every facet of life. And so um one thing that was a takeaway for me um was, you know, just in listening to a podcast, they said uh lack of confidence defeats more dreams than lack of ability. Right. And it was basically just about defeating, self-defeating thinking um, and just being opti- optimistic. Mm. Right. They had this equation that said, um, you know, drive plus knowledge minus two times self-defeating thinking equals progress or success. Um, and the reason why that's important is, you is gotta put that equation <laughs> right. The reason why that's important yeah, is, is you could you could be up yeah, yeah, early yeah. in the morning, stay up late, you know, read all the books or whatever, and be up to date. And then as soon as you start thinking, ah oh, man, you know, maybe I maybe I shouldn't do this, or maybe I can't get this done, or I shouldn't go out out of my way to reach out to this person or whatever, then you already at a stalemate. You ain't gonna make progress. So it's all just about keeping your mindset sharp, being optimistic about the future, and just keep going. What's up with you, Ken? How was your week, man? Oh, man, it was uh, interesting, to say the least. I mean, uh, a lot of people had a lot of mixed emotions at work. So, you know, it was just <laughs> it was eye-opening, man, just seeing people's takes on things. You know, I like to stay out of that. Some uh, people called off? No, 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 no. <laughs> nobody called off. They were just, you know, they brought their emotions to work, which yeah. I don't like because at the end of the day, you're here to do a job. So let's not bring your emotions into it. Do right. what you got to do, leave your baggage at the door, and then pick it back up when you're off the clock. Right. That's how I look at it. Uh, but all in all, I would say, um, you know, when I talked about last week about finding your center, I think this the same reflection is just uh, you got to find something that's positive that you can reflect on, whether it be going to the gym, uh, popping on a game, because there's going to be crazy things that happen where you can't control it. Right. At the end of the day, Biden being president on Monday or, you know, has no effect to you going into work. Right. It's not going to have no direct effect, effect. Yeah. You know, no direct immediate effect. So don't let it, you know, control your life. Just roll with it. Good or bad. Or if you didn't vote for him, or if you did, you know, just, you still got to step up and go to work. And tie the shoes, tie the boots. Right. Tie yeah. the boots, go I, to work. I, I say for me, man, this week is, uh, I know it was um, very just uh, high anxiety for a lot of people this right. week, right? Yeah. Uh, man, the last four years have been crazy. We're going to get into that. But, man, just, just uh, it's a funny note. I feel like this was the first time that i've watched the news monday through friday like entire week yeah like actually like and then pulled up the news channel like to nbc you know cnn no wonder you mad (laughs) the first like the first time in years where i literally just sat down and just like the first cup of coffee and i watched the news every morning just to see like what happened you know yeah probably took a couple years off your life bro. man it's so stressful watching it was so stressful watching it like come on bro why are you trying to do this to me right now and i feel like that was just building to the you know anxiety you know we're watching literally the numbers go up um states turning red to blue man it was a lot and a lot of people um it was a lot of reactions we got into but um i guess that's how how we're gonna start this podcast man What, what do you guys think about the election i mean newly elected Joseph Biden, you know what I'm saying? Like, this yeah. dude is going to be our president for the next four years. Man, how are y'all feeling about it? 
Man, watching that election was like watching uh, the Battle of Winterfell on Game of Thrones. That, <laughs> that whole episode when niggas like, oh, yeah, we riding out on them. We up. And with then the, we down. When the lights went out. <laughs> yeah, when the lights went out, bro. I'm yeah. sitting here like, whoa, this is the craziest like turn of events ever. Right? And I was sitting here thinking to myself, how is it that it's so it's just swung so heavily towards red in the beginning in the swing states and then you know joe biden hawked the entire election down like he dk, was DK metcalf, metcalf them bro. boys right it was crazy it was like so entertaining to watch because really at the end of the day i was like i don't think biden's gonna lose but i was like but how is this nigga gonna win uh, <laughs> yeah. how is he gonna put it together like how is it gonna come about and i was happy you know uh to see the results play out how they played out uh, i think trump needs to go out you know, as a fucking, not a sore loser, going out on the podium when there's 40% re- uh, votes reporting and saying, yeah, this is our election. We won. Stop the, count. Stop the count. Oh, wait, no, we need another. Co- oh, okay. Keep the count going. Keep the count going. <laughs> count it was the, it was the most. Yeah, count, count the, the vote. vote. Stop, Stop the, the count. count. Stop. <laughs> that was the most uh, just dumbest shit I've ever witnessed Yo, in my life, hilarious. bro. I'm like, how, what are we doing? Yeah, like, this is so funny. So, I mean, it was just so funny to see the the events play out, how they played out. I'm very disappointed that, you know, Trump tried to claim the election so early. Um, and he tried to, like, spin a narrative to say that, you know, they cheated him out of it. Come on, bro. You got to count all the votes. If you don't count all the votes, then what the fuck are we doing? What are we doing? Right. And I, I'm, I'm excited to see Biden, uh, you know, do something uh, for the community as well as uh, Kamala Harris. I think they are going to push the country in the right direction. It's not going to be easy yeah. starting off because they're going to literally flip things like 180 from how they used to be to how they should be. But I think in the long term, it's going to work out good. What about you? What, what you thinking, man? Man, I was um, I was on Twitter um, and I saw some tweet, some tweet that said basically, like, don't get it twisted, man. Although we need Trump out, don't believe that we not finna be on Biden's ass. Yep. Like, uh, you know, we, we got to hold that man accountable. Um, and I think one of the most interesting things is, Uh, on the presidential side and how that relates to everything is that there's two runoff elections still that in in the Senate that that matters. Right. Right. And if those two people become Democrat, if those two seats become democratic seats, the Democrats will control the Senate. Right. Like basically all, all, all houses, all, all parties. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is going to be big for the next 12 months. Right. Because right now what we need is not a whole bunch of political division. It's things to get done, whether they red or blue. Because coronavirus don't give a fuck who in office. Yeah. You know what I mean? These jobs don't really give a fuck who in office and everything's going to start going downhill. Um, so I'm I'm hoping that a lot of leadership just takes place, right? And, and we hold Biden accountable so that things just change just because we need progress. But I think the biggest thing that we learned from this election was that your vote matters, right? Like there were so many young people that went to the polls that made a difference. Mm-hmm. Minorities, people under thirty, and it was crazy. Shout out to Stacey Abrams, man. Eight hundred thousand people registered to vote. What? Yeah, that is crazy. And and, and I her, think man. and I think a lot of the times we think about that presidential election as as do or die, but there's so many other things that matter, right? Like I read that thirteen out of the fifteen states that decriminalized or legalized marijuana did so because they were forced to do so by ballot. Forced yeah. to do so by ballot. That's what the yeah. people wanted, right? Forced yeah. to do so by ballot. Because niggas showed up. Something for damn near hundreds of years, right? For decades has been criminalized, not legalized. Yeah. For who knows why, 
Oh, we know That's, why. I mean, you know, we for know, why. You know, we for, know why. We that, know that why. Red. <laughs> but like logically, for who knows why, and then all of a sudden people show up and shit just gets done. That's the power that we all have, and that's real. Mm-hmm. That's real. So I mean, I like the election because that 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 trickled down. You saw it at the highest level, and it shows up in every form of fashion. But we do gotta hold this nigga accountable because some shit gotta change. One hundred percent. Man, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I was not counting on America to to pull through. That's tough. These motherfuckers. You doubted man. them? Oh, doubted hell us? yeah, I doubted these motherfuckers. <laughs> I said, yep, we down and out. I said, well, we must go away. Here we go. Bro, it's, it was so Four uh, more man, years I, of douchebag. <laughs> like, yeah, more years of douchebag. Like, this motherfucker, man. It, of course, you know, when the election you know, kicked off on Tuesday and we saw the numbers come in. Um, of course, man, you know, he see he wins the states, uh, it, you know, like Indiana, you know, Ohio. Alabama, you know what I'm saying? All those weak ass states, right? <laughs> Yo, man, I'm watching this. I was like, wow, these people really went out. And after four years of a pandemic, um, just shit just hitting the fan, right? You think these, these people would be like, no, we need chains now. Yeah. 70, I mean, of course, man, I'm so happy Biden won, man. Thank God this guy won. Because, yeah. man, four more years of Trump, man, I might have been, you know, what's Toronto looking like? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just time to go international, maybe. Just to hit on your point, you know what's so funny? The biggest thing that he ran on was the Rust Belt the four years ago. Talking about, we're going to get the factories going again. We're going to get this. Literally, less than a year he was in office, Autumn Ford, GMC, they they outsourced. They outsourced. <laughs> I'm thinking, niggas not going to vote for him again, right? <laughs> they they promised you jobs man. that never came. You know what I'm saying? These people, it's gonna, man, and it's, it was just so crazy. You see these votes coming in, and uh, yo, thank God that uh, the Democrats like to mail in their votes, huh? Because imagine if everybody just went to the polls on election day, man, we might have been screwed because they would have had to close at a certain time, and those mail in ballots would have gotten counted. Yeah. So, and I don't know why we still mail in ballots. You know what I'm saying? Take your ass to the polls, man. Yeah. So, Ten minute walk, do some shit, but yeah. that that could have man, it really could have cost us the election. But um, I'm glad all the votes did get counted. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Stop the count, stop the vote. If that that was the case, the the Los Angeles Clippers would have made it to the NBA final. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> stop, stop the score, Denver. Like what? Like how like crazy stop is that? The score, stop Denver. the and, score. And, and that just shows you, man. And, and if anything, man, this election shows you still that we have a long way to go. Oh yeah, I guess a long way to go, Very man. Long. And it's, it's gonna be, it's gonna take more than Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Shout out to her first um black female vice president. It's gonna take a lot more years of just like hard work because there are a lot of people who said st- seventy million people. I'm gonna say seventy million people who still think like him, and I think that's a problem. And so, like I said, it's not gonna be fixed tomorrow or next year or next term. Hopefully, sometime in our lifetime or our grandkids' lifetime. But man, America still has far to go. But before I get off the election, man, so you know they uh, come out to you know say the you know you won the election speech. You know everybody you know high fiving and hugging and stuff yeah. like that. And, you know, Joe Biden steps to the podium and he's, you know, pretty much thanking the American people. And I think he did a great job of trying to include everybody. And he always says, even if you didn't vote for me, I'm still going to like go to work for you. Which it should be the idea of every president, right? No matter you're black, white, Hispanic, gay, straight, it doesn't really matter, right? Yeah. I think Joe Biden did a great job at going out and trying to, you know, pull, pull in everybody. You know what I'm saying? Pull us all in together, especially at the time of division that I talked about. But before, you know, he concluded his speech, he said... The African-American community had my back, has always had my back, and I'm going to have yours. And I said, 
Well, shit, sitting on my living room couch. Well, shit, Joe, I'm gonna you a man of your word now. I'm gonna hold you to it. I love to see that. When you love to see that. So I'm gonna have your back. I say, all right, man, get the pack. Right, right, right. Get the pushing. Go ahead. Push me. You know what I'm saying? We got And so, man, we gonna have to hold him accountable when you go out and you say things like that. Because the last guy, you know what I'm saying, you know, Trump, whoever, what he's doing right now, probably golfing somewhere. He, right. he didn't, no, he didn't he listen that, to the people, uh, man. And right now, we need a president or a, a Congress, a government, who's actually going to listen to the people. I hope we're taking the right stuff. Well, let me ask you this. Well, let me ask you this. Because uh, in addition to that, you talked about that there were still 70 million plus people who voted for Trump. Yeah. There was also a larger portion of black people who voted for Trump. But black see, men, I, I, I feel like th- those those uh that data is kind of skewed because if more people voted this election than ever, then yeah. of course more people are no, going to no, vote no, for no, Trump. No, 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 a larger percentage. A larger percentage? percentage of black people did vote for Trump. Florida. Um, <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. I, I think Monday I attribute Day that County? to people don't like change, so people would rather know what they're gonna get for the next four years from the same guy. That's the only thing I could think of. Versus trying to mix it up, get something new that might benefit them. So you'd rather know you're getting sandbagged in the some <laughs> people the guys would, playing fair. Literally, some people think <laughs> like that, though. Man, that ain't it. What do you think it is? Man, P, take a shot at this, bro. I, I, know, you I know where you're going to go with it, but I don't think it's solely what you're going to say. Because I think from a black perspective, I think from a black perspective, and even um, is that. P- people make poor choices all the time, like every day, of course. <laughs> But there they just was fucked up, bro. I mean, people just make choices for whatever reasons that I can't understand. They just don't yeah. seem, you know, common or normal to me. But a lot of people like that dude, and because of course he spoke his mind, quote unquote, or he wasn't a traditional politician that people have been seeing for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. So the fact like they like that. the fact that he he talked his shit and he said what he wanted to say. You know what I'm saying? Some people like guys like that, and those black folks probably voted for him. And of course, you got um he. I, you know, the thing with the HBCU schools, you know, giving them money and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? He he, he, he got some people to kiss his butt and stuff like that. And so if you, you throw, you know, a little money here and money there, you're going to get a couple of black folks to turn stone. I mean, it's not the first time. But it won't be the first time black that folks happened. than the last time? Well, go ahead, break Like down. I said, I, I don't understand why people do crazy I, I, things, I know what but you they do say, crazy man. things. Look, nigga, because the economy's not doing well, but the stock market is. That larger Thanks. percentage, that larger percentage of people, <coughs> black people, who was paid, they was paid, bro. They business, big business, bro. It's a couple of C-suite, you know what I mean? Executives, small business owners, bringing in seven figures, and what Biden's about to do with these taxes? Also, is the tax plan? Yeah, saying? it's the tax plan that's really gonna shake things up, so people don't want to see their half of their shit going away or having to find new creative ways to, you know. Save their money. They it's about just keep it consistent. It's about big business, and what big business means to black people, right? What does it mean to be a black business owner? I think that's where the difference of, of a larger percentage of people come from that on that voted for Trump that were black. What does it mean to be a business owner? Because your taxes are at jeopardy, mm-hmm. and you still vote for this nigga Trump. So- Explain to me your character. Well, well you, you chose a, a side. You have more standards. You're always going to choose a side. It's selfish. It's yeah. just selfishness. That's all it is. You're I thinking mean, about yourself. But you sometimes you got to be selfish. Sometimes you got to be selfish to get where you want. And other times you got to be cooperative and, and empathetic with other people's positions and situations. And then capitalism, you know, capitalism, yeah. yeah. I guess that's, that's the motive that you got to have. But just staying on that, well, I mean, imagine if you uh, you support a black business and you find out that they voted for Trump. 
how would that, you know, change your mindset? You still supporting that black business? Hell yeah. <laughs> you know why? Why, Kev? Because it's not personal. It's not it's personal. It's just business. business. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the fuck. thing is, they don't like Trump. They like what Trump's policies allow them to do to make money. That's true. That's all it is. It's not, oh, I like Trump. He's a nice guy. Or, yeah. You know what? I'd like to have a cup of coffee with that guy <laughs> or invite him over for Thanksgiving. Hell no. They just thinking, shit, with this nigga in office, I can make X up here. But with Biden, I'm probably going to be down, down here. Yeah, I think I'm going to vote for Trump. And you know what? And I think, I think to that point, you know, I'm being highly skeptical, of course. I think to that point, why it could make sense, bro, if you're, I think about Ice Cube's position. Bro, bringing in a lot of money. Yeah. And he's he's speaking with somebody who's Not saying, you. you know what, I hear you out with a five hundred five hundred billion dollar reform yeah. with black people. And you think about having more money in your pocket with Trump, as a black man, I trust myself with that money to give back to the community versus the paying ta- it in taxes. Yeah. I don't know where that shit going, especially in Illinois. You don't know where that shit going. Bro, they like construction, bro. They just repositioning cones. Don't shit. Shit don't get fixed. <laughs> bro, I-57 been fucked up since I've been driving since, since I was 1992. 16, bro. You know what I'm it's saying? Same poles. Yes, Same poles. It's crazy. Where is that money going? It's not going to education, right? Because fucking CPS schools have no funding. So where is all this taxpayer money going to? I'll tell you where it's going. Right in their pockets. Bro. <laughs> right. Blood, boy. But Uncle Sam taking all of that. But I mean, I, you, I mean, you make some good points. Well, as a black owner who has a lot of skin and or skin in the game, as some people might call it, uh, of course, financially, it, it would make sense to vote for one political uh, party than the other. Yeah. But I think y'all, it's, man, it comes down to I cry on that ballot. <laughs> <laughs> It, it come, bro, ultimately, bro, if you if you are a, 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 a person with morals, if you're a person with moral standards, and you care about the livelihoods, just not yourself, of others, right? Because of not all just, people, of all people, right? Yeah. You would vote for the morally, you know, candidate, morally directed candidate, which is Joe Biden. I just feel like it's just a better representation of us to the rest of the world. Yeah, like, that too. If that's that's your head of state. That's y'all guy, Trump. That's just bad reflection. That's you know what I'm saying? That's there. Yeah, that's that's your guy. Yeah, uh, nah, nah, that ain't my guy. <laughs> I don't even know don't this know nigga. This I just thing. met this nigga last <laughs> week. <laughs> so I think uh, people should have voted for Biden just off that strength alone. It's just the the level of effort that Biden's going to make globally to bring the whole world together. Because at the end of the day, right. not only were we all. Americans in the United States were all humans mm-hmm. living on this earth together. Right, and, and Biden, and yeah, Biden, I, 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 I mean, it, it might have been speculation, but I was reading something that Biden's like already knowing he's going to, you know, boo back up uh, uh, relations with the UN and, yeah. and China yep. yeah. and other countries and stuff, like and stuff like yeah, that. I was yeah. reading, I, you know, and, and, and as it relates to finance, I was reading, I remember I sent you the article yep, about how investors in other countries... Yeah. How they how they like one party or the other, and majority of them was liking Biden. And mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, wait a minute, time out. Yeah. You got Trump outsourcing a lot of a lot of production to other countries, bringing in bread. You got Biden about to tax all kind of shit. Yet they still want to. Uh, they rock with Biden. Yeah. From you know, an investing standpoint. From an investing standpoint. Going off that article, uh, it was saying that the value of the dollar typically is higher when there's a Democratic president. That's true. Following the trends of, you know, every president that's ever been in in house, yeah. Democratic <laughs> presidents typically hold a stronger dollar value. Right. Which and in terms of uh international trade, e commerce, fine uh stocks, you know, trading, all that stuff, it works out better 
uh, for international countries to come in and invest because the dollar's stronger, they can right. you know do more. Right, but 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 let me bring it back to this question though. If we think about, I'm forgetting what small percentage it was, and let's be let's be again be speculative. Let's say it was well, black business owners. Yeah, yeah, we be bullshit. <laughs> but let's say it was black business owners. What does that say about us? What does that say about black business, especially successful black business? You know what it says? It says uh, even though we like. We we thrive in our culture and we love our culture for you know for what we are. We really strive to be like them. I don't think so, man. You, and honestly, man, if you are you in corporate America, man, you want the guy who's above you. You know what I'm saying? Which is usually a white guy. You know what I'm saying? You want his spot. You know what I'm saying? You want. If but that's you, not striving your, to be like them. It's striving to be have a better position that makes more money. That's not necessarily trying to strive to be like that I'm talking, person. Positional wise, that's what I'm saying. Like you, yeah. you want to. You want to rouse the bar just like they do. <laughs> you want to rouse the bar. You know what I'm saying? You want to get invited to a certain... I mean, imagine if you reach a, lo- a certain level of success, man. You're, yeah. you're, you're, you're hanging with a different crowd. Yeah. You want to be able to get into certain parties. Right, you know, right, certain, right, right. Certain cocktail certain parties, clicks, certain clubs. Certain you know what I'm saying? Clubs. Certain clips. Yeah. Clicks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So really, you politicking and you're probably doing things that you wouldn't normally do. But ultimately, like I said, you want to be like shoes. them and have that amount of power, bro. You you wanna you wanna like I said you wanna be that guy and there's a lot of black successful guys people who live and try to you know be like white people. So just in speculation since we all career wise career wise you know what I'm saying not just you know anybody. Yeah. So black businesses right? What if there's a business? I'm a black business owner right? And let's say I did vote for Trump hypothetically speaking. Are you son of a? Right. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a sellout and shit. Right. Black business got a Trump. We shouldn't say that. We shouldn't say that. Yeah, I'm not saying. Everybody, everybody got the right to vote. Hey, you, you not a sellout if you vote for Trump, bro. You You got your right. We gotta go cap. But you got the right to vote. So let me go cap. You're not a sellout if you vote for Trump. And this is I'm gonna propose this scenario, right? Because there's our black businesses that are doing this, right? Knowing the policies of both parties, you know one's going to have higher uh, taxes uh, that you're going to have to pay out, right? If you're a black business owner, what if you're already giving enough back to the community where you're seeing the additional tax plans in the future and you're like, yo, 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 this is going to fuck up my contributions that I can make as a philanthropist, you know, that I use to help, you know, with uh, Trump's tax plan to help write-offs, right? I can use that money as write-offs to get into philanthropy. Now I'm helping my business, I'm helping the community, and I'm still maximizing my own dollar. Everybody wins versus, hey, through Biden's plan, I'm going to have to pay more in taxes. Now I'm not going to be able to maybe give out as much philanthropy money as I probably would have because I'm paying it back to Uncle Sam uh, versus paying it back to my community. I mean, like I said, you, you, Will mentioned earlier, that's a great way to think about it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I understand if you think it from that point of view, there's still, you know, uh, like I said, there's still downfalls to that. You know what I'm saying? There's oh, the yeah. other side. Oh, yeah. There's always Everybody else side. gets fucked. You know right, what I'm saying? Yeah, right, yeah. Everybody else gets fucked. But, yeah, you doing what you plan to do, yeah, that, that plan sounds like it's going to work out. But not every everybody else is going to get fucked. And I think that that's where we start to see a problem is because... At that at that stage, that becomes an individual decision that you're making, and most yep. likely for yourself. Yep. And that's why I think there are some people who might be thinking that way, but I don't think I think actually most people, especially as business owners, I think they are not thinking that way. Like I'm a, I'm gonna give back. I think Muggs is like, no, nah, this all about me. I'm trying to help my pocket, and I think to quite honestly, that's the biggest challenge or uh, the, the most disappointing thing I see about black business is not necessarily that consumers, customers, black customers don't support black business owners. Black business owners don't treat other people correctly. Not all the time. I've seen I've seen some 
You talk about ways. professionalism of black business. That's what you're talking about. No, 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 like, no, like no fucking over people, bro. You talking about like accountability. Yeah, man, yeah. and 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 it's sad a lot of times. It's sad a lot of times, like especially in specific industries, um, like financial services. There'll be a lot of small, small companies, small firms oh, that okay. just don't treat. They kind of pry. They kind of prey on minorities. They say, oh, they don't have a lot of education around this topic. Hey, let me go ahead and get over on them real quick. And you see that because uh, you can make a quick buck. Yeah, you could. You can make a quick buck, bro. Business isn't really that difficult, right? It's just getting in front of people and having them trust you. If they look at you and they like, oh, Pat, you another black man? And you telling me this is right? Here, take take my money. And they be, yeah, that's fucking right. You know what I mean? You see that too often. That's why there's not that much trust, if you think about it, compared to other communities, Jewish communities. They see another Jewish person at a jewelry store, they're going to that jeweler, right? Mm. Or whatever it is. Other communities, Asian communities, uh, Caucasian communities, whatever. Black people, we... Mm, well, what wow, is that, what is that you, truly you stem hitting from, some, man. You hitting some right there. Bro, because yeah. just to go off that, bro, like, that's, that's, that's totally correct, bro. Like, within the black... There's a distrust. Like, there's sightsy business. Like, people, you know, you know... Taking money below the table, trying to get over you, just scamming you. You know what I'm saying? It's all right scamming you. We do see that a lot in our black businesses, bro, or just any type of entity that we doing like you know transfer of money with. But you see right. that in a lot of just businesses though too, not only black businesses. I think, but yeah, I'm I think that's something now as well. Yeah, no, no, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. But I think if we think in within, within each our community, community yeah. we see that at a higher proportion than we do in others. Well, White people do not treat each other at that level as often as as black people do. They don't. White people are way more trusting of each other in terms of business than black people are. Are trusting of other black people? With yes. Business. Where do you think that stems from? That's that's the deeper question. That's the right? real question because it just doesn't wake up one day. You're like, you know what? I'm gonna fuck, get over on this yeah, nigga. Fuck these niggas. No, it stemmed from something, right? It. You know, where do you think it stemmed from? That's just like the chicken and the egg, bro. Let me yeah. tell you why. Because if we think about historically, and I can only I can only guess basically 1600s and after as soon as we got here we never had anything yep. no opportunities actually that's that's not true very 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 minimal very, very because there were some people like if you think about like indentured servitude transitioning into slavery there were some people who were free black people who were free before but they became slaves and started to own property but that was so <laughs> so far like, yeah. so far in between. right yeah. But but as soon as people had opportunities, right, very minimal, were allowed to create something and were free, you can't go to the bank. Yeah. You can't get a loan. So a lot of that shit is either criminal, lack of organization, things like that, plus the customers you're dealing with in, in the black community don't have a lot of education. So it's like, look, I can make this, I don't know, $5 out of, I don't know, 1865, how much yeah. $5 was, but I can make a quick dollar. Cause he don't know shit, but I gotta eat, and I can't go to the blank bank because the white man could take a fifty thousand dollar loan, get his shit started up, uh, and well, can do it right. Yeah. Yep. I'm screwed because I either gotta do it illegally, right, which yeah. is where you saw all that shit like in you know Harlem in the nineteen tens, twenties, stuff like that, uh, or pimping, yeah, shit like that. But to do it right, you're not getting a loan. Your parents don't got money for you. There's no generational wealth being transferred. Yeah. So in order to survive, a lot of the times. You don't have to, but it feels like you're being forced to be in a position where you got to get over on people somebody. who look like you, you who will naturally trust you more. And I'm going I'm to take it down even a step further. When you do it the right way and you have the community built and the resources available, 
Now, other communities, mainly white people, especially back before this time, like in the early 1900s, mm-hmm. see that and they despise you for it. Tulsa, right? They had a good community, Black Wall Street, black Wall building Street. businesses, black-owned banks, everything black-owned. They weren't bothering nobody. They weren't minding their business trying to create their own community. But what happened? They did it the right way. And at that time, white people despised any black progress. So I think it stems from white people trying to tear us down, even if we're not even bothering them. Right. There's communities that are black owned businesses that get burnt up, shot up. You know, motherfuckers get hung just for having a liquor store, just for having a corner store back in the day. Right. So what we need moving forward is support, not only black people supporting black businesses, but all people, especially white people supporting black businesses. Because just like how Dave Chappelle said, the real way you want to help black people is just do a random act of kindness for a black person that doesn't even deserve it. You know why? Because over the past 400 years, you beat up a black person for no reason and they probably didn't deserve it. So now you got to do the opposite and give random acts of kindness. I can't wait for my random acts of kindness. You know what I'm but, saying? But that stands, you always hitting it on the head. I mean, that stands for the same thing as Will's talking about banks not giving, you know, people yeah. loans. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There are higher entities that play into why we have to almost play this game of tit for tat. Yeah. Me, who's going to get over, who's going to get up on me today? I'm going to get probably burned tomorrow, but I'm going to get right back up on somebody else, man. Oh, I'm going to get got. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get got. Yeah, I got to get mines more than I get got. Facts. And so, I mean, let's even talk about, so let's bring that back to today. Like, what do we see, like, in black businesses? I mean, we on the south side of Chicago right now. I mean, you know, there's black businesses up in Bronzeville, Hyde Park, you know what I'm saying? How can we, or even, like, new businesses that we see, probably Instagrams, or even our friends that are starting, you know what yeah. I'm saying? How do we, as black people, get more engaged in black businesses? And how can black businesses, therefore, come back and, you know, reciprocate that to the communities? What do y'all think? I think right now... We don't really notice or recognize it yet, but we're really in a golden era of being a black person and, and, and as it relates to business, a black business. And the reason why is is because we now have a little bit more of a prime environment to get something off the ground, right? Our parents' generation was really the first generation of African Americans to ever have an opportunity. Mm. Might have been shitty when they went to college, but at least they all, a, a lot more of them more, at, at a wide scale yeah. had the opportunity to go. So it's a lot more people who might have, a, you know, a dollar to give their kids to start something or just to a couch to sleep on while they, you know, broke and starting a business, things like that. Because, I mean, white people be starting businesses in the garage and that's the way it works, bro. And you have to be, you know, go out and, and do that. And so you need a certain level of support. And that fundamentally is is there now. Right. But the problem is, is we have to work more as a community. Yeah. Right. We have to we have to go a little bit extra to trust each other because historically we have not trusted each other and for good reason. But we have to understand that that's not how it has to be because other communities do not do it that way. And we're in a good situation for it to not be that way. So from a consumer standpoint, I mean, you you, you don't they don't deserve your trust, but go the extra mile and trust somebody just a little bit as a business owner. Help them out. But from a business owner perspective, we are highly unorganized, highly unorganized, highly unorganized, bro. We need help understanding. Like, think about all of the restaurants y'all know that started, yeah. and this restaurant, this club was busting, and 18 months later, that shit is gone. Like, where did that shit go? Yeah. 
because people are not understanding what it takes to be an entrepreneur and build business successfully. It's not just social media and all of that stuff. It's a lot of back-end things. Mm-hmm. You got to learn that. Take the time to learn. Be a student of something, right? Don't just be cool. The food can't be good. The t-shirt can't just be good. Understand that business has foundational principles that you need to understand about organization. Administration. Administration. Yeah, big. Counting your books. Yeah. Like yeah. taxes, bro. Oh, yeah. my God. Like just understanding all of that stuff. And I'm not saying that you just need to know it. I'm saying you got to take the position of, of let me be a student of this. Separate of what I'm doing for my clients or my customers or whatever because it's bigger than that. But we need, just need support. We need support from like older generations of business owners that have helped people. Get back. Help them niggas out. <laughs> them niggas don't know, know how, how to balance their books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Help them. Because I guess we do see a lot. I saw a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, social media based businesses. You know, just. Because that's the, just Instagram the quickest or, way to get it out. And yeah, people. it makes sense. And it's a, it's a good platform to use for advertisement because it's a free advertisement space really right but i always have said that the best form of advertisement is going to be word of mouth nothing beats when if i say yo pat you got to go check out this spot over in you know yeah. the south loop or something this shit is hit it's a hit you gonna be like, you know what I'm, I'm out there i'm gonna go check it out right but if you see it on instagram you're like oh that seemed cool but you know i'm probably not gonna go right word of mouth uh advertisement is still the strongest form i think the biggest thing that black people can do to support other black businesses is just going the, like Will said, going the extra mile and going and posting their stuff on your social media, right? Consistently. Not just, you know, once, but like consistently like, hey, if you really fuck with this, yeah, whether it be, uh, you know, uh, a financial advisor or, uh, you know, a corner store or anything or just, you know, a podcast or whatever it may be, <laughs> an a artist, a musician, whatever they might be, uh, go out and support them. Put their artwork online. Put their you know, podcast links or their store address location, put Google reviews on there. Mugs still look at Google reviews, believe it or not. Yeah. They see a black-owned business with five-star Google reviews and, you know, thousands of fucking, you know, five-star reviews. I love this place. This place is awesome. That goes a little bit farther. And not only does that reach the black community, that reaches all communities, right? So it's just getting on different platforms, but word of mouth is still going to be the strongest pull to getting more people to come in. And then host events that give back to the community. Like, you said in Dalton, your barbers in Dalton used to have a free cut, a yeah, free back, back to school, school cut. Everybody get a free haircut. Right. Stuff like oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. stuff like that is, that's big, right? Or if you just have like, you know, a book fair or something, you know, or something where people can come out together or barbecue just to get to know, you know, each other within the community if they didn't know. And then also sample your products. There's a a, a place in Valpo uh, called Louis Wings that we went to and they would have events and stuff like, you know, free food and mm. just like samples and stuff like that where people from the community could come in, eat, you know, uh, get to know one each other, get to know the business owners. And that goes a long way. Right. That, I mean, that resonates yeah. in the community. Right. And you have to build from within your community before you can, you know, stretch your tentacles out into other fields. I'm going to be real with y'all. I love, you know, going to seeing like black, you know, especially restaurants. I love going to black restaurants. You know, even like black, you know, uh, shirt, you know, uh, boutiques or whatever. But whenever I go up in there, man, I ain't need to go lot. They be taxing. <laughs> so I just gotta be one hundred, man. Like, yo, fifty dollar t shirts, seventy five dollar hoodies. I know, like people like put a lot into their artwork and stuff like that, man. Yeah. But if you can go, if you go see a graphic tee, cause, you know, a lot of these boutiques just really like graphic tees on yeah. like a certain type of uh, you know, fabric or whatever. If I go find that same, you know, shirt and uh. I don't know, uh, Northam or something like that. I'm gonna go there, but man, just 
I, that, and that's part of, I think what we were trying to say earlier. I do think some black businesses like overcharge and try to get over. And if you're a black, you know, back, if you're a black business owner, you listening to this. Maybe it's not you, but I do feel like there's certain businesses, entities that do try to give over it over on customers. I don't even and stuff like that. that. It's hard to like, man. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I don't regularly buy like fifty, sixty dollar t-shirts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I gotta go out of the way to really support you. I mean, I definitely throw you the retweet or you repost, uh, yeah. a like. You know what I'm saying? But. I but think to Will's point, it could be the infrastructure that's a itself. Off of me, man. It could be the infrastructure itself is yeah, not set up properly, so they can't even discount to where Nordstrom's at. That's running their supply chain like to almost perfection. Well, yeah, I'm not asking their, their t-shirts to be fifteen, twenty dollars. But know that's what I'm, what I'm saying is that you may be seeing higher prices because they have to charge more even to keep the lights on. That's exactly what that is. You know what I'm saying? So you got to think about it like this, bro. In the beginning of every business. To start things like production cost of whatever it is is always gonna be expensive. Like, do y'all remember how expensive the first iPhone was? No, nah, really. I really don't remember. <laughs> it was, it was, it, they, bro. It was there was no system set up. The shit was, it was, it was expensive at the yeah. time, probably compared to because the it was market. new. Yeah. They don't have the Innovative. infrastructure that set up, bro. Hot. Expensive, bro. Yeah. That shit must. The whole families wasn't getting iPhones for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, nah. I can get a new iPhone twelve for thirty three dollars a month. That's affordable. The first iPhone 1, I wasn't purchasing that. Somebody in my position wasn't purchasing that outright. You know what I mean? And so that's really what that's really what I'm saying is, is when you're starting something, you got to understand that a business owner, especially a black business owner, likely didn't doesn't have 100K in cash that they could run their business yeah. off for six months or 12 yeah. months. They're trying to turn a profit day one or day five. Mm. And that reflects in the form of the price the yeah. reason why the reason why i'm okay with paying an extra x amount for a black business owner is because if they're around in a couple of years the price goes down mm. for the same thing and when that price goes down and they have a system and they stay around bro you you circulate money within your community mm. now you give cam's business the opportunity to say hey free haircuts going back to school then you give the the uh, parents the twenty dollars back in their pocket that they would have had for their kid to say, "I'm gonna get um some school supplies," or "I'm gonna go yeah. come <laughs> back and support another black business." Yeah. Without the money circulating, it's gonna be tough. But initially, it takes more money. That's why it's hard to start a business when you're disenfranchised. You cannot do it. Yeah, you cannot do it. You need support, and that support comes from us. And I think that this is a prime time to do it. Because I know a lot of people graduating with JDs and 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 uh, who are doctors and finna finish up nursing school and are engineers, bro. This historically has never happened. Historically, you don't just run into ten, fifteen niggas who might be making seventy five thousand dollars or whatever that looked like in that currency. We yeah. can do that now. It's more expensive. You got to cut back on some things, but it means so much more to have an extra dollar circulate within a black community just to survive, not to be more. Mm -hmm. but just to yeah. exist just to exist yeah. so it's like because now now it's really hard to get over on somebody like in 1815 1915 oh, yeah, well, they don't know no better because everybody know what the prices and gas prices in la looking like mm. so you doubling that shit yeah. <laughs> i don't know no, it's, i just know because my 
it's not as hard as you think it is to get over. I said harder, bro. It's a little bit harder. It's not impossible. Yeah. Oh, I could do it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it can be done. I'm not saying you wrong. I'm just saying like right. must still got to do their due diligence, right? But as a black business owner, if you see the same person, let's just call it like a corner store, right? You mm-hmm. might sell, you know, uh, toiletries and just shit that people need around the house, right? Right. If you see that same dude walking in, you know, every Wednesday coming in, buying some shit, gives you a little extra bread on top, you know, supports your business, brings people in, refers people there. In five years, if your business is still standing, you're going to recognize that guy, right? You're going to be like, oh, man, you supported me, man. Like, day one. Yeah, from day one, like, we let's do something. Let's collaborate on something. Let's, what are you doing in your life? What do you need help? You know what I'm saying? You're going to give back, right? It's just all that resonates. It all resonates within the community when you could step up to the plate and say, hey, I've been coming here since day one. I support you. You know, win, lose, or draw, I'm going to be here to try and support you as much as I can without stretching outside of my own means. Right. That's literally what other communities do, bro. They yeah. they keep their own business. You got to remember, bro, this whole society is relatively new in human history where mugs clock in to work and then go home. If you think about it, entrepreneurship was the way all shit got done thousands of years ago. Like, that is true. Think about last names. The last name Baker. Well, baking... It's yeah, a verb. Yeah, definitely. Farmer is the last name. Yep. Farmer's a profession. Hmm. Smith. Blacksmith. Hmm. Yep. That's where it comes from. People yeah. literally had the, like, they had their last name. That's what you did. Yeah. Right? And so that's the that's way shit got about. done for thousands of years. John? John Smith. Oh, John the Blacksmith. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> On the corner. That's what they did. The Baker. John Baker. Yeah. That's what they did. You passed that, that down. And so... Though building those relationships is all natural, bro. Keeping something within a community mm-hmm. is all natural. That's the way things get done. And if we yeah. want that for ourselves, we have to help each other at all levels, right? Top, middle, bottom, giving back, laterally, all of that. You got to help each other. And just to bring this back to uh, the presidential uh, elections, man, Joe Biden's making these promises, right? Hopefully he can bring some financial uh, you know, help to these black businesses, right? Yeah. I know earlier we talked about... Um, they gave out that loan earlier in the year, you know what I'm saying? I think what ten thousand dollars to banks mm-hmm. or, or yeah. to businesses or whatever, and we saw who got that money. You know what I'm saying? They didn't go to those businesses, mm-hmm. and so Joe Biden, we gonna have to do the accountable man because to. black yeah. businesses, we gonna you know, he has to keep his word with us. He, like, he got to work, try and work with the Fed to get some business loans for black people, like affirmative action business loans. That'd be crazy because I, I'm just pulling up this article. And it's talking about more than half of the companies that uh, have black owners were turned down from even getting loans. And that's twice as high as white people. So if you think about it, for every one person, every two to four black people that walk in, maybe only one of them gets a loan. That's crazy. Right? And they're, they're saying that the failure rate. I don't even rate, think about I mean, yeah, that's crazy. The you failure rate about. for black businesses to even get full financing is less than 47%. So they won't, if you go in asking for 30, they'll say, nigga, we'll give you five. Right, <laughs> that's that's forty seven. That's the lowest, right? So like, even if you get something, you're not even getting what, what you, you asked ask for, for, right? Right. So they need to help in that way, right? Because maybe the black community may be a little bit longer across the way. People are just starting to get good jobs out of school to get the income to support the businesses. Mm-hmm. That's long term, right? But maybe short term, give us a little, nigga. Help me. <laughs> put, put me on your back. Help. Give that, me that push. That that asking for thirty, getting five is why your t shirt costs fifty dollars. Exactly. That's right. exactly it, bro. So if he really wants to support black people, let's start with some 
plans, some actual written down laws and plans where black people can get the financing secured to start these right. businesses. Yeah. Right. So that way you're actually putting you're putting your money where your mouth is and you're putting people to the pavement saying, hey, we're going to we're going to help you. We're going to put your put yourself in a situation where you can get a 7-Eleven or you can get uh, a Dunkin Donuts franchise or mm -hmm. you can get this, you can get that. And then they will yeah. those business business owners, if they do right, will give back to the community, do give back to the community. I don't, know, I don't even know what that may even look like. But I'll tell you, if it's in the six figures, I'm going to start me a business. You ain't no six figure. <laughs> six long, figure. Long. I mean, you still got to have, you know, established. It's not just, you got to oh, have established yeah, credit. It's going to be tough. Yeah. But it's a start. You know, you got to start from somewhere. There's building blocks and foundations that you can get, you know, with. And but my, my thing about that is, I mean, that kind of gets into the whole reparations thing. And mathematic -wise, uh, mathematically, it doesn't make sense. For us to believe that something like that would happen like six figures because if you think about it bro i, I didn't read the new census i don't even know if that shit came out but census. like because african-americans literally make up like 12 to 17 percent of the total population 13, i believe 13 percent, bro yeah. so that's basically 10 there's a little bit over 35 40 million black people okay if you give everybody ten dollars that's 400 million dollars yeah so you gonna give me a hundred thousand how many trillions of dollars is that? I don't yeah, know. I mean, no, I mean no. honestly, they're not money, doing that shit. Money in this game of days is just really just well, printing money exactly. and then putting it into an entity that we just went like two trillion in debt. I don't know who's paying that debt off. We're not. We're not. We're just gonna keep running up the bills. We're just gonna like keep running up the bills. The but you, mean you don't know who's paying that. Oh well my god, that's a whole nother. We are, nigga. We we are paying that off. Yeah. But any, my my point is, is that I think that makes sense. Like yeah. giving giving business owners like a hundred thousand, like oh that'll help, that'll be tremendous. But bro, the government is not finna print off three, four, five trillion dollars to give to black people, right? And so that's not just a print. You no. know what I mean? They not they not finna and they not finna <laughs> reposition it from yeah, the Apple's department of defense. Apple's gonna be hundred and fifty dollars an Apple if they just started printing you know off. Shit. Inflation will go through the roof. That's why I think that that's why I think the community aspect is gonna be our best bet if we support each other. And go, okay, the extra mile to spend four extra dollars on a t-shirt. That means so much for a business owner. Helping us be around yeah. two years later, three years later, five years later. And business owners operating with integrity, right? To not get over on people saying, genuinely, look, bro, I could charge you 52, right? But I really need 45 just to make it, so I'll charge you 45. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, be have some integrity first and foremost. But we everybody got to support each other, bro, because... Yeah. What we need is circulation of money within the community. Yeah. That's what you need. That's what other communities have. That's why other communities trust each other. Because, like, that's the reason why like Jewish communities rebound after a Holocaust. Because we didn't after slavery. Well, Jewish people also had a religion to back them, too. I think we Jewish did. people got uh, money. Didn't they get money? No, I, they, they didn't just get they had, money. They had, they had like some, reparations? They yeah, kind of did. did. They kind of yeah. did. I, well, yeah, I'm, this is the first. But the whole point is, is that wait, they time was, out, wait, wait, we're just not gonna brush over this. These niggas got reparations. They got a form of payment. It was I, I forget what it was, it it was. It but you gotta talk I, about. I gotta look into that. This too. was Europe, though. That they like yeah. Germany. Oh, like, Germany, Germany oh, okay. was out I thought there. you were saying America paid. No, 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 oh, no, no, okay, no, no, okay, no, okay, no, 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 no. hell no, because America had America. That's what World War Two was about. The niggas died. It was good enough. We died. 
Yeah, I was but, about to say uh, this. Uh, but you gotta, you gotta understand, Germany's an entirely different country than America. Germany's oh, yeah. like, Germany's like, look, bro, I can't believe we did this shit either. America's <laughs> like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, what I, mean? yeah. I don't know what you're talking. It wasn't that bad. You know what I mean? Bro, that shit is so crazy. But they, they still, shit, literally, but they still rebounded because of their their com- a part, a large part of it was their own community still sticking together afterwards. After the after the shitty times, they came together. They did get more help, mm-hmm. but they, and you know. I mean, they still stuck together, bro. Hispanic communities stick together. Asian communities tighter than well, just just to, uh, combat <laughs> oh that, God, man. Bro. I mean, Holocaust is like what in a ten year span, four hundred thirty years of slavery. That's man. true. I'm not trying to compare the two. I'm just saying in yeah, a, in a terrible situation. Like the bounce, I understand together. the bounce back and scheme and things, but as far as like what black folks have had to like go through. You know what I'm saying? In order to get to this point in yeah, you know, they, today, they, they, and I think they broke us it's down. way like we came a long way, of course. And I but remember they also put like more hurdles up for us, man. And and, so. and 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 even even expanding on that, you brought up a good point. I don't even know when that was, like a couple of months ago. And nobody was mean to the Jews after the Holocaust. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't know about well, I mean, I mean, family I, guys still be making Jewish <laughs> jokes. I'd be like, bro, well, well, they're, about, still, they're still all right. I feel like mo- well, they didn't get mistreated as when like black folks got free. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't just like the Jim Crow. Nobody threw Jim Crow at the Jews. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't, I don't know what happened to Jewish people in 1950s. But yeah, I don't know. What I do know is, is that a good point that you had brought up months ago or a year ago is about like. If you think about what it means to to be Jewish, there's a sense of community. It meant something. Yeah. Jewish people yeah. can probably describe it. Like, what would y'all say it means to be black? Like, what black community is there? We historically, literally, that is what happened that in slavery. Was, there was, was no community. Away from us, that's my point. Yeah. Is that that's what you said? You said that like throughout slavery, people are being separated from their families. You have no identity. You are yes. nothing but a. Oh my God! Like Frederick Douglass's uh 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 his book, his uh biography, when he was talking yeah. about getting through slavery, he was like, I shut yeah. off all my emotions and just became a monster and got through it. There's no community in that. Yeah, there's nothing to hold on to. You literally have to let go every your entire identity. So black people didn't have to recreate their own community, and that's what you have. We are we're doing it right now. That's what that's what it is. Step by step, right? It starts with the businesses that that'll help kind of create an identity and a culture. Right, right, and so that's part of it because we never really had community, so we're still building that identity ongoing. One hundred percent. I couldn't have said it better myself. I think that's we gotta really step up. And say, what can we do if, and I, to take it back to the election is, Biden's the president. He can only do so much because he still has a lot of different there's things. Lower, that, there's lower tiers of government. Yeah, right. So we got to we gotta take it from the base, the roots of being in your own, you know, town halls, in your own community centers, uh, supporting and bringing black businesses together within those communities on a small, on a micro level. And then hopefully Biden can come through on his word at a macro level and put actual policies in place to support us. What, what you need?